All right, folks. <laughs> Let's try that again. Uh, keep this in, though. <laughs> I gotta get the deep voice. All right, folks. I'm not even drinking. <laughs> oh, center myself. I can't do it. All right, folks. <laughs> I can't do it. It has to be natural. All right, folks. Grab a seat and pour your drink neat as Whiskers and Whiskies presents Tales of the Trophies, the SEC's greatest rivalries. It's uh, it's Thanksgiving week. We're having a blast here. EJ's not feeling so hot right now. Uh, I have a case of the giggles myself. It might be terminal. Uh, but yeah, it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday before Black Wednesday. You know, used to be my favorite holiday, but now you know I uh, I, I have liver problems and I almost have a kid, so you know it's like I can't really even celebrate the holiday anymore. But uh, you know, <laughs> we'll we'll I'll still have fun my own ways. How you doing, pal? Terrible. This is a this is a great start to this pod. Really bringing people down here before the holiday season. <laughs> yeah, um, I, that's not to say. Wait, hold on. I should have won. I'm very excited to to become a father. But uh, but I I did love me some uh, going to Sharkies on Black Wednesday, coming home. You know, from uh, either from school or you know, just coming home from whenever I was living in Pittsburgh, just going to Sharkies and just just ripping it up with the fellas. You know, the fellas. Shout out to yeah. all the fellas out there. Well, as I was uh, telling Mike offline here, I've uh, had a stomach bug the last couple of days. So, um, yeah, that's not been fun. Uh, and as you can see, I'm in my jammy jams. Not even ashamed. I, I, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is the season finale of season two of Tales of the Trophies, and we needed to get this out. We're for barely all of getting you. across the line. We are barely getting it across the line here, um, but wanted to get it to you guys. So you guys, as you make your trips home uh, for the holidays that you have something to listen to. I had a, uh, I had a tummy ache. uh, uh, Gosh, what year was it? It was 10th grade. We were doing a fundraiser for, I think it was probably for journalism, like for the high post our uh, our newspaper. And um, we were selling cookie dough. You know, like the the cookie dough that like comes in the bins and you can the guy, you know, the son of a bitch that's, you know, telling us about, oh, yeah, you know, you can eat it. You get straight out of it. It can be refrigerator. It can be frozen. <laughs> you can eat it, eat it raw. It's all good. There's no egg in there or anything like that. So it's fine. It wasn't fine. Uh, I ended up waking <laughs> up on Thanksgiving with food poisoning. Um, just just terrible, terrible tummy ache all day long. I had like, you know four crackers and i got up enough courage to have my aunt makes like the the pumpkin pie that's like the cool whip pumpkin pie Mm. so it has like the layer of cool whip on the bottom and then the pumpkin filling itself is like more kind of jello-y cool whip not jello but like you know more like cool whippy than like a traditional uh pumpkin pie i love it and i had like a small piece and just um came came right out of me so uh yeah it was uh it was terrible it it ruined luckily my aunt um you know she makes a decent bird but her stuffing is for shit um it's just not my stuffing's a very personal opinion you know it's i shouldn't say it's for shit i love my aunt millie very dearly but it's just i i don't like it 
Uh, but my mom's stuffing, obviously, I love. And my mom always usually will make her own bird uh, and her own stuffing. And she did. So I got to enjoy that, you know, a couple of days later. So uh, so that was all's well that ends well. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to uh, to to get over this. It's been now three days. So hopefully uh, these next couple of days, obviously, I, you know, I'd like to enjoy a beverage at the lions game on Thanksgiving and also mm-hmm. would love to enjoy, um, you know, Turkey and, and everything afterwards, but, and also uh, not have to poop in a porta potty. That's, uh, yeah, that's a nightmare. Well, that's, that's a whole different story here. That's a nightmare scenario. Though one time at the, uh, at the pirates home opener, I did poop in a porta potty. I think I was, I was definitely the first person to use it. And that was <laughs> awesome. That was, yeah. that was great because it's like, man, this is clean. It smells nice in here. And I just ruined the next person's day. So it's like, it's all good, <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah. So it was, that was nice. Um, so as far as what we're drinking here, uh, we're, <laughs> I think we kind of summed it up liver problem. Plus like, you know, me pissing out my ass, uh, regularly yeah. equals, uh, water. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it looked like you had a sparkling, uh, sort. Yes. I have yes. just a still, still water here. So, yeah. Also, a good report on my friend. Like the liver numbers are still not great, uh, but they did go down. So the doctor wants me to continue abstaining from alcohol for thirty days, which I'm I'm not going to do. I'm probably not going to drink liquor, but I'll have beer. And then he's like, "Yeah, work out too, because you're a fat piece of shit." And uh, you know that'll probably help. But like, I also told him, I was like, "Listen, man, I, I didn't tell him. I told his assistant because she. I saw the notes in my my chart app, and I, it said, you know." Continue abstaining from alcohol and exercise. Fat to try piece and get the of numbers shit. Back, yeah, back <laughs> for this fat piece of shit to get the numbers where they should be. Everything else looks great. All my other numbers look great. But uh, I, when I called, I was like, "Hey," I, I said to the the nurse's aide or whatever. I said, "Hey, um, how how long does he want to do these tests for?" And she's like, "Well, I don't know. I'll ask him." I'm like, "Cause you know, I don't want." do this for forever i'm like is it till we get to normal or like am i gonna have to come every month to get a blood draw like what's going on and she's like all right i'll check i said also you know between you and me and <laughs> i said you should tell the doctor this too but you know uh i lied when i first because this is the first time seeing this doctor i'm like you know, I, I i may have uh have understated the amount that I drink. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only person to do this, but uh, I feel like the doctor should have full knowledge. And I was really on a bit of a bender there. So I was definitely having, uh, even I myself was like, this is a little too much. It's a little excessive. You should probably pull back a little bit. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to just pull back and uh, pull back on the brown stuff, probably a little bit more beer. Uh, and um and also exercise, which is, you know, with the basement being finished, I had no ability. I'm not going to go to the gym, you know, like not when right. I can just go down to the, to the iron dojo downstairs. So, uh, but now basement's finished. I can set the iron dojo this weekend and get in like one or two exercises before my kid comes and, and just ruins everything. So, uh, yeah. again, not, yeah. I'm very excited to be a father just, just to get, to get that out there. <laughs> but I know. I know things are going to change. So sure. Yes. Um, okay. Why don't we get to the pick them with the boys here? Uh, so we are yeah. coming down the stretch, uh, final week, final week. Yes. Yeah. The, the King is back, uh, back on top. So I, uh, I managed to go, I was having trouble picking my, th- I liked TCU. 
I like UTSA. They gave me a ton of success last year. And then uh, I think, EJ, it's probably worth talking about. You know, you turn on game day in the morning and text me, and I, I always record game day. I was a little late getting to it. And, boy, they were at Montana. They were out in Bozeman for Montana, Montana State. And, buddy, Brawl of the Wild I am for sure going to get that Montana, even though like I definitely, even though I bet on Montana state and they smacked the shit out of the Grizzlies that like hat, just the 47 cleanup. That's gray with the maroon Grizz on it. Yeah. So clean. I'm definitely going to grab that. And uh, from Sheely's a, a local uh, a Midwest uh, sporting goods store. So I'm going to snag that and that trophy, man. Like, I mean, what did you think that was like, I definitely, want to talk about that trophy i want to go to the game now because that yeah is one hell of a trophy man well i mean we're going to talk about this now or we're going to save this for like a future uh, future podcast i mean we can we can i guess rush just briefly, on it briefly yeah because yeah. i feel like that it, it, we don't it have to get is, i i mean there's so much we don't know about like yeah. you know the history behind it and stuff like that and like obviously like i they did a little piece on like the rivalry and what it means and stuff like that but like i'm sure we can dig a lot deeper but i was really impressed i mean it's it's big it's yes it's, it's humongous 300 pounds yeah and it's a big you know the big mountain and there's like a grizzly on one side a cougar on the other like i thought it just looked amazing yeah i mean it was one of those moments where i i very rarely turn on game day like right at nine um but i i wasn't doing anything um i gotten sick by that point i think so i don't know these days all become a blur but anyway i was like oh you know what it's nine o'clock I'm, I'm up early anyway because of my daughter so i'm like okay why don't i turn on game day um i was at my in-laws and uh because i i had no idea where it was at mm. or anything so i turned it on and i'm like montana like for what and yeah. I didn't even realize those schools were FCS. And I'm like, okay, like I don't mind when they go somewhere uh, new and it's obviously a pretty heated rivalry mm. in state. And then all of a sudden I like, I pulled and I think I sent you the meme. Like I did the full Leo DiCaprio and like, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood <laughs> and like pointed at my screen to no one because no one was around me, but they, cause it was like 30 seconds in this behemoth it took like three people to carry. Uh, yeah. and they showed it more than camera. that. More than that, yeah. it was like six people. Yeah, it was. It was, it was uh, intense. And that was like immediately. I I texted you and was like, "What is that?" And the name of the rivalry to the brawl yeah. of the wild. That is yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so it definitely is going to warrant um a full episode because mm. that's awesome, and it just kind of goes to show you while. You know, the first two we did kind of like the season one was the Big Ten, which is, you know, the OG um, and honestly, probably mm -hmm. the best conference when it comes to the rivalry trophies themselves. Yeah. Um, and then you hit the SEC, which is another big time rivalry uh, conference. And then um, it just goes to show you that there are plenty of not only FCS schools that have really fun rivalries that have awesome trophies, but um, group of five schools yeah. as well. So even if yeah. you still jump up to division one, there's plenty of really, uh, really fun ones to to talk about. And we definitely yeah. will cover them in future seasons, but yeah, yeah, no, the, that um, was, that was great. Yeah. The, um, they also did a little special on the Big Ten and all the trophy games because a bunch happened this past weekend. Yeah. So yes. they did Including a special on that on game favorites. day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, the uh yeah, oh uh 
Floyd. They talked about Floyd. They Boy. talked about uh, uh, um, uh, Lil Brown Jug. They talked about the bucket. They talked about everything. So yeah, no, it was uh, yeah, it was an awesome game day episode because they, they covered all the trophies, and everything. And yeah, just I definitely want to go out to Montana. Like that's that's definitely on the bucket list now. Brawl of the Wild. So. Hopefully a year, hopefully global warming, like, you know, speed up a little bit and let's, uh, let's get there. But, uh, rest of the pick them with the boys. So I am back on top after going two and one, uh, Nathan with a one and two showing the Tennessee really fucked me in my betting. Really, really would have won a, won a lot of money. If not for old Tennessee, uh, they screwed up a lot of things that I had going. So, uh, that sucked. And I had just a sizable amount on them in general, uh, RIP and peace to Henry hooker. Uh, so Nathan is in second with 16 and a half points. Uh, and then Doyle, uh, with 14 points, uh, only, uh, after a hot, hot previous week, three and oh, went one and two. And then beneath that, Chris with a nice little week. He has nine points. Jimmy has nine points as well. Also two and one with Jimmy. And then EJ, you have seven points, my man. Joe has four. R. Willie with a single win after talking all that smack. So, so I, yeah, uh, I look yeah, forward to getting uh, my bottle from you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just, it's been one of those years, man. Like I said, another, another quarterback died, right? Kenan Hooker, mm-hmm. Tennessee fucking embarrassment you have a chance at getting to the playoff all you have to do is beat the shit out of terrible sec east schools and you go to south carolina who scored six points against florida six and let them hang like 60 on you it yeah spencer rattler (laughs) where the hell did that come from like that was that was insane unbelievable cost me quite a quite a bit of dough but uh i do this like and i texted you that like saturday especially like that i felt great and this was probably one of the bigger days that i i i don't usually bet too many games on saturdays but this like i went for it and i was punished i mean i I, the only ones that won that one was was the hogs thank god i had that money line as well as covering and then the 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 absolutely disgusting under 31 and a half for floyd um which covered easily easily not even a question (laughs) 23 points um but yeah and then the nfl i texted you again like made all of that back in the nfl and would have had a really really good day had the steelers um covered um but i'm still still got back i'm getting so close like i I, i'm not back i lost i definitely lost some money but i'm getting like so close to hitting a big one. I've had a yeah. couple big ones this season, but like a really significant big one. Like Tennessee, I think had they won, it would have been a total of like two grand across all of the things <sighs> that they busted. Yeah. Um, and then something this weekend too. Oh, George Pickens. Oh God, I would have got back to even if he would just caught that freaking touch it was in his hands and george usually pulls those in because i had him for two touchdowns yeah just a couple things that just aren't hidden here and oh um 
I guess like what's his name? Uh, Demarcus Robinson with the Ravens didn't score. You know, just a couple of people that like I thought would score didn't. So we'll see. I'm oh, looking forward me. to this last this last week here. I'm I, I'm really shooting for three and I just want to finish strong, get this bad taste out of my mouth, uh, so that you know going into next year I I just feel I feel good. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm really I'm really going for three. And it really, will be really double points weekend for robbery yes. weekend. So double points and then championship week, we'll do single points. But yeah, so there is still, this will be a big week here for robbery week with, uh, with the double points up for grabs. So still EJ, you can't beat me. I, I did lock up my bottle. I do want to confirm that for everyone, for all the listeners, <laughs> I, my bottle is locked up. So I, uh, Look forward to getting that from you. So yeah, that means we are one one and one. So Mike Mike redeemed himself from uh his his college football realignment draft um by yeah, kicking the pants off of me on uh college pick'em. Yep, yep, feels good, feels real good. <laughs> um, okay, so why don't we get to the rivalry here? Uh so we we actually have a lot to cover. We've already talked a ton, um, but we are talking about the Iron Bowl. Iron uh, Bowl. Iron Bowl. Uh, which is a rivalry near and dear to Mike's heart. Uh, mm-hmm. It's played between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Auburn Tigers. Yes, sir. Uh, so some fun facts for you here. So these two teams are some of the most successful programs in college football history. Uh, so just to give you kind of an idea here, they account for 36 SEC titles, um, which 28 of them are Alabama, but eight of them are Auburn. Um, they also, Alabama is second in all-time total wins uh, in Division One. Uh, that number one is held by Michigan because they count playing schools from the blind and <laughs> high school schools. Uh, and Auburn's thirteenth, so yeah, they're not they're not too far behind. Um, and these two teams have been fixtures on national TV since the uh, the late nineteen seventies. The only time uh, since then that the season uh, the the end of the season matchup wasn't nationally televised was in nineteen ninety three. Uh, because Auburn was barred from live TV due to NCAA sanctions. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Could you imagine if they did that now? If that was part of your sanction, just that you can't Man, be on TV. That would be. That'd be something. I mean, that oh, that'd be tough. That'd be a tough look. Tough. Look. Well, and it stinks for the other school too, right? It's a punishment for both. Oh yeah, that's Probably true. why they don't do it. That's but, true. Um, and then the last little fun fact here. So, um. Believe it or not, for and I didn't know this, uh, Mike, you might have, but for most of the 20th century, this game was actually played um, every year in Birmingham. Um, there were four games played in Montgomery, Alabama, um, with each team winning uh, two of those. Um, and since 1999, the games have been played at Jordan-Hare Stadium um, in Auburn and then Bryant-Denny uh, in Tuscaloosa. So mm-hmm. it actually took a long time for them to um, play on campus, which kind of surprised me. So this game, uh, which uh, before I started doing research for this season, um, obviously you're very familiar with the name, the Iron Bowl. I had no idea it had a trophy associated with it. So, uh, Mike, yeah. do you know what that trophy looks like? No, no, I don't. I didn't realize that a trophy associated with it either. I, it's not, you know, really. I, is it even presented on the field? Like, We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. So give me your guess as to what it looks like. I mean, what I wished, what I wish it looks like sure. is like a, like a big, like a goblet style trophy, large, 
and like That's... somewhat uh somewhat industrial you know looking like uh you know like something like that you'd like uh like a rough type of metal you know like uh like a large bowl you know with okay. like a chalice type you know like with a small base and then a chalice up but like rough and industrial looking you know is is kind of what i what i'd like it to be what i like to see from the iron bowl okay um well we're just gonna have to see if that's what it looks like okay all right i guess we will um so this is gonna be the last time this year this is an in-state rivalry which means we have to do state trivia so let's do some alabama state trivia are you ready for this i am uh see if you can bounce back here i feel like i i got you and uh, nathan pretty good last week uh with mississippi so we'll see uh if you do better here with alabama yeah catfish farm that was that was about our only success so so number question number one in 1886 montgomery introduced the world's first what was it a coal train b electric trolley system c submarine or d automobile well it's not i don't think it's automobile that seems like a detroit thing um submarine doesn't seem likely either Eighteen eighty six. I feel like coal would have been like a like a a train with like coal fueling the engine. I feel like that would have been around way before then. Way before then. Yeah, a coal train had to be around way before then. So the trolleys, when were they around? I love like the the thought that you put in all these two. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's either trolleys or submarines. But I don't think a submarine would be in Montgomery Alabama. I don't think a trolley system would either. Gotta pick one. That'd be like a bigger. A submarine just seems so weird. Uh, trolley system. You are correct. <laughs> was the... There we go. It was the first uh, electric trolley system. Um. All right. Question number two. Alabama's official nut is what? Is it A? Pecan, B, almond, C, peanut, D, cashew. Pecan. I think of Alabama. I think of pecan pie. I'm pretty sure that that is the answer. You are correct. Two and zero. It is A. Let's go. Pecan, pecan, pecan. I feel like I uh, pecan sounds fine, but then when you say it with pie, it's like yeah, it's pecan. Pecan pie. Right? pie. Yeah, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I, I think I knew that because I, I just associate Alabama and pecan pie. Sweet to there me and go. pecan pie. <laughs> uh, number three. So in 1836, Alabama was the first state to recognize which holiday? Is it A, Veterans Day, B, Easter, C, Father's Day, or D, Christmas? Okay. I don't think Easter. 
I don't think Easter. Um, Father's Day could be good. So could Veterans Day. What do you think? Uh, I don't think Christmas either. That seems like it would be more in the like Northeast or Midwest or something. Veterans Day and Father's Day seem like uh... um. Let's go with uh. Let's go with Veterans Day. That is sort of incorrect. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but sort of correct. So I'm kind of 3-0. Correct. So in 1836, they were the first state to recognize Christmas. Oh, what? Christmas? But the Hold on. first, I was going to say the first Veterans Day parade and the, the first state to uh, celebrate Veterans Day was Alabama in 1947. So, wait, but Christmas? Christmas. How are they the first state to recognize Christmas? Like, that's something that, like, has been celebrated for, for like, I would think, like, freaking Massachusetts would be the first state, just because, like, by warrant of being, like, one of the first states. Uh, I don't know. I guess it took until, you know, the, the Bible Belt down there to, to really... uh believe in that but that's that, that's what they claim okay. i mean listen okay that's what they say so what's the answer is christmas uh oh yeah christmas yes christmas okay, is the yeah, correct yeah, answer yeah. however alabama was the first state to recognize veterans day as well but that didn't happen until 1947 i should have thought more about 1836 there that yeah i didn't either until i i read that out loud i was like oh you know what that was probably a giveaway there um hmm. All right, so question number four. In Anniston, Alabama, you can visit the world's largest what? Is it A, office chair, B, desk, C, refrigerator, or D, oven? So... So if it's a refrigerator or an oven, that's like something that has to be like plugged in and use electricity. Well, I guess an oven could be like a like a brick oven or like an industrial oven. So that might make sense. But then, like, when you see, like, those world's largest things, it's usually just, like, a big, like, the world's largest ball of yarn. It's just a big thing. So, like, a chair or a desk would make sense. Like, who wants to go see the world's largest desk? Well, who, wants, sure. who wants to go to a cactus farm in Mississippi? But, I was yeah. just going to say, yeah. <laughs> um, it's big, crazier things. Yeah. Um, uh, 
often often refrigerators seem weird like i said because you would have like those are appliances And like uh, that's so nebulous, you know, like like an oven, like a like a baking oven or like a refrigerator, like that could be an industrial refrigerator. So like I don't think it's either of those, just because that's nebulous. Uh, desk or office chair. Uh, I don't know. A uh, big chair, big chair. That is correct. Let's jump on tear. It I'm is made of tear. ten tons of steel, which is I'm about three times the weight of your car. Uh, okay, all right, <laughs> all right. Let's bring it home here. here we Number go. five, Alabama is home to the United States' largest blank population. Is it A. Ant, B. Snake, C. Snail, or D. Bat? Ah. Uh... U.S. largest population. Um, so I feel like there's probably a lot, of, a lot of bugs, a lot of bugs down south. So like bat makes me think uh, it could be bats because there's so many. Bugs down south, but there's a lot of bats out west too. Like, you know, when I think of like caves and bats flying out, a lot of snakes down there too. Snails and ants, I don't even know how you would measure that. I feel like, I feel like ants and snails are hard to measure. So that would be, it'd be tough to say it's the largest. So it's either got to be snakes or bats. I feel like people would probably track bats more. So I'm going to say bats. That is incorrect. It was C, snail. Snails? Who tracks snails? Believe it or not, 43% of all snails in the U.S. live in Alabama. How? That seems like such a weird thing to track. I think it's a weird thing to track any of those things, but yeah. Well, bats, I I could see why you'd want it. And snakes. I could see why you'd want to track both of those things because, you know, snakes can present problems and bats, you know, I feel like people track those, but anyways. Okay. There you go. So yeah, that that was, that was a much better performance. You definitely redeemed yourself here. Yeah, that was good. All right. Um, okay, so why don't we get back to the rivalry here? So the first matchup was in 1893, and Auburn won that 32-22. to um, And the teams would play again, according to the Wikipedia, um, with Auburn winning that one 40-16. to But I couldn't really see any, like, I couldn't find any again, like, that reason year? why. or Yeah. Play twice I, I that year? Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't find any, like, other mention of that second game. A lot of the other... Uh, sources had the first game, um, but don't know. Overall, Alabama leads the series 48 wins to 37 losses to one tie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this series actually had a hiatus of 41 years from That's 1907 to 1948. It sure is. And why don't I get into why? Yeah. So much like uh, some of these other 
uh, deep South rivalries. Uh, there's always a little bit of uh, politics uh, to start things off here. So, um, yeah, so the contest became the extension of a, a bitter political debate, which took place in the Alabama state legislature regarding the location of the new land grant college under the state's application under the Morrill Land Grant Act of 1862 during the Civil War Reconstruction era. So this is similar to, I believe it was, I think Florida, uh, I think Florida, I think Florida had something to do with this land grant act as well as oh, oh, Mississippi State. Um, Oh, but the state legislator inf was influenced by a heavy contingent of reps who were uh, University of Alabama alumni, uh, and they pushed to sell the 240,000 acres acquired from this uh, moral act uh, or to have any other new land holdings um, in conjunction with the, the University of Alabama. So basically, they just wanted the University of Alabama to um, really kind of have control over what was going to like the, this land that was being given um, mm -hmm. from this this grant. So the okay. debate lasted over four years, um, and it uh, was finally awarded to the city of Auburn um, in 1872, uh, which had donated more than 100 acres um, and some of the remaining buildings and properties of the East Alabama Mail College, which was um, in that area uh, previous to that. So the uh, at the time, Auburn decision... Um, the state legislature and governorship was controlled by the radical Republicans, which, if, if you remember, are the good Republicans. They're the ones mm -hmm. that did not like slavery. Yeah. Um, yep. But unfortunately, by 1874, former Confederate and Redeemer focused um, forces uh, from the Democratic Party gradually uh, overturned the radicals control of the legislature. Um, and the Democrats attempted to overturn most of the legislature uh, passed during that Reconstruction era, including the founding of. Uh, Auburn from the land grant um, from the, the Morrill Act. Mm -hmm. So during the 1870s, Auburn, which was then named the Agricultural and Mechanical College of Alabama, uh, received no funds from the state uh, and was on the edge of financial collapse. And the collapse of Alabama meant that the university, uh, the collapse of Auburn meant that the University of Alabama would assume all of the remaining uh, land scripts, mm -hmm. uh, thus essentially profiting from the closure of, of that new, um, that new Love college. Love to see it. Love to see yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I didn't go too far into this cause we have a, a ton to get to, but after its closure and burning during the civil war, apparently <laughs> <laughs> the university of Alabama was burned uh, down. Uh, it would reopen in 1871. Uh, and then in 1880, the Congress um, granted the university 40,000 acres of coal land, uh, as well as $250,000 in war damages uh, okay. for the university to kind of be rebuilt. So this brings us to the first Iron Bowl, which was February 22nd, 1893. So if you want to scroll down, there was a trophy that was awarded at this very first, um, this very Ooh. first uh, match. Yes. What is so, that? I know. So, uh, Alabama and Auburn played their first football game at in Lakeview Park in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, in which I had mentioned that Auburn won 32 to 22. Um, and that was before an estimated crowd of 5,000 people. So why don't you uh, okay. tell the listeners what this uh, what this trophy looks like? Okay, so this trophy is, um, gosh, it looks like an Aztec or like a Mayan warrior or something like that. I'm thinking of uh, Namor from uh, from Black Panther, honestly, like 
like just an Aztec type warrior with like a shield, like a circular shield. And it looks like holding up something in the left hand. The right hand is raised up. Looks like there should be like a spear or a sword, but it looks like that's been broken off. And yeah. there is a, a a cat sitteth upon the helmet of this Aztec uh, Mayan warrior. I, am I in the ballpark? Like, is it, it like a South American type warrior? Like what? It, it, yeah, it looks like it or potentially a Native American one. Maybe it doesn't look like a a typical I don't think Native Civil Americans War. Had, had shields like that, though. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, so it's uh, or like the armor like that. It definitely looks yeah. like an Aztec or mine type, but it's like a small like pewter statue, probably like a foot tall. There's yeah. a little tin cup or uh, yeah, like a little tin silver serling silver cup there. Yeah. It reminds me of the 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 gift that uh, what's his face uh, Bert Kreischer got for his birthday. He got Hitler's teacup. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of what it. It doesn't look like a teacup, but it looks like a little almost like a um. Like a mule cup, but sil- silver mule cup. So, is that in um, relation to the trophy, or is that just a random ass cup? No clue. This was <laughs> okay. uh, there wasn't a lot of information on this trophy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it looks newer, it looks shinier than the trophy. It could just be a different metal, but um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what that that little uh, little cup is. It almost looks like, like it could be like a shot glass size, right? Like. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. It reminds Just... me of the cup that uh, Doc, Doc Holiday had in um, Tombstone. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's see here. So in 1902, uh, a bill was introduced in both houses of the U.S. Congress to fund the creation of a school of mines and mining engineering um, at each land-grant college. So under the provision of the bill, each participating land-grant college would receive $5,000 annually with an additional $500 um, for 10 years. Uh, the uni- so, But the University of Alabama secretly sent Professor Dr. Eugene Smith uh, oh. to lobby against the passage of the bill or to amend it uh, to allow other universities to participate in the federal program. And then obviously uh, Auburn then, of course, responded and sent Professor C.C. Thatch uh, okay. to lobby on uh, with the Association of the Land Grant Colleges names. <laughs> for a compromise names. to allow the passage of the bill. Um, but the bill would later fail. So this is just like a little early uh, you know, bit of rivalry between the two schools there with yeah. Alabama um, wanting some of that money and not wanting it to go to Auburn. So during the 1907 state legislature session, uh, a debate surfaced to move the land grant college from Auburn to Birmingham. Uh, meanwhile, tensions carried over to the football field. Uh, when uh, after both the 1906 and the 1907 contests, Auburn head coach Mike Donahue threatened to cancel the series if Alabama's head coach Doc Pollard continued employing his elaborate formations and shifts. Uh, so basically, <laughs> he was being too good at football and he <laughs> threatened to cancel the series. Fuck you, Auburn. Uh, the series was suspended after the 1907 game. Uh, so it was originally thought to be discontinued in response to violence, both on the field and amongst fans during and after that, uh, 1907 game. Love that. But other sources say the, the game was canceled due to a disagreement between the schools on how much per diem, uh, to allow the players for the trip to Birmingham, how many Mm -hmm. players each school should bring and also where to find officials. Uh, so by the time all these matters were resolved, it was too late to play in 1908. 
You know what? You know what? Um, that kind of reminds me of the whole thing with like stop doing your elaborate shifts. Uh, yeah. The longest yard. He's like, hey, can you do that? Yes, you can. Or hey, <laughs> is that legal? Yes, it is. Is that a touchdown? <laughs> yes, it is. What the hell is going on out here? <laughs> Just after every play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he was he was not thrilled. Basically no, had would. like, you know, Sean McVay out there and he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> what is that? Um, yeah. So just to give you an idea here. So uh, like I had said, they attempted to resume the series um, in after 1907, um, but it was over like thirty five dollars um, was kind of the dispute <laughs> with uh, the contract. Um, and again, they tried to save it in 1908, uh, but they uh, waited too long. Um and they Auburn had offered four possible dates to play. Uh, but before the reply was made um, by Alabama two of those dates had passed uh, and it was too late to change the dates to those two. And then the other two chances included November 21st and Alabama had a game scheduled with Haskell Institute, which was a native American school. And then the other date was 1928, which was a Saturday after Thanksgiving and Alabama chose not to cancel the Haskell game honoring the contract they had already had in place. Um, so that ruled out that date. And then Auburn uh, board of trustees refused to change its longstanding rule prohibiting football games after Thanksgiving. So the Auburn Alabama series had stopped. They could rename this the $35 worth <laughs> of scraps of iron, like the yes. $5 bits of broken chair. That'd be, that'd be cool. So during the 1930s and into the 1940s, uh, while the, trophy was or the the rivalry was an hiatus both schools attempted to renew the series but not at the same time so auburn wanted to renew the series in 1944 but this time alabama said no basically the board of trustees was against the resumption saying that the auburn alabama rivalry would lead to an overemphasis of football in alabama that they're mad if they were still alive they'd be pretty <laughs> mad about that and an unhealthy increase in rumor and rancor between the two schools. Love that. So the board also said, right, that the in-state rivalry would make it impossible for either school to hire coaches of, quote, high character and proven ability, end quote, because Auburn still faces that issue. Yep. Because they would be afraid of beating the cross-state rival every year. Yep. Auburn still to this very day is plagued by that same issue. So after 1944, several legislature attempts were made to force the two schools to play, but all of them failed. Uh, Also in 1947, the Alabama House of Representatives again passed a resolution encouraging both universities to make uh, possible the inauguration of a full athletic program between the two schools, but the resolution did not uh, go into effect and the schools just didn't agree. Um, Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where the legislature threatened to withhold state funding. Uh, Uh, So, yeah. So in April 1948, Alabama President John Galilee and Auburn President Ralph B. Drotten met and agreed to renew the series in 1948 and for uh, in 1948 for the following season in 1949. So that's when it got renewed was 1949. Gotcha. All came down to the money. Uh, as it as it always does time is a flat circle 
So it was agreed that the games would be played at a neutral site in Birmingham uh, at the Legion Field, which held 47,000 fans in 1948, which dwarfed both Tuscaloosa's Denny Stadium, which only had 31,000 at the time, and Auburn Stadium, which only had 15,000, uh, which was expanded to 21,500 and renamed to Cliff Hare Stadium in 1949. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, the Legion Field in Birmingham was um, much bigger than both of the schools. Mm-hmm. So it's also believed that Alabama refused to travel to Auburn, citing poor roads and the small size of Hare Stadium. And Alabama was joined in this sentiment by Tennessee, uh, who refused to play in Auburn until 1974. And Georgia Tech, who did not travel to Auburn from 1900 to 1970. Wow. And Auburn was its last home game. I know. Uh, Auburn played its last home game at Legion Field outside of the Iron Bowl in 1978 against Tennessee. So between 1969 and 1987, Auburn made additions to Jordan-Hare Stadium until it eclipsed the Legion Field in size. Auburn was in the process of expanding uh, Jordan-Hare Stadium from 72,000 to 85,000 for the the 1987 season, which is almost 10,000 more than Legion Field had what at the time which was 75,000 and then Alabama's Bryant uh Kenny Kenny Bryant, Bryant Denny. Denny stadium uh then seated a little over 60,000 but expanded to 70,000 in 1988 so mm-hmm. kind of saw um both of those uh stadiums start to grow mm-hmm. uh so mm-hmm. by this time Auburn fans felt uh you know upset overplaying all their Iron Bowl games at Legion Field. Sure. Despite sure. the equal allotment of tickets, Auburn fans insisted that Legion Field was not a neutral site. Of not course. only was Legion Field just 45 minutes east of Tuscaloosa, but the stadium was, has also long been associated with Alabama football. Mm-hmm. Well into the 1980s, Alabama played m- most of its important games in Birmingham and most of Alabama's home football history from the 1920s to 1980s. Um actually took place at Legion Field and not at Bryant Denny. Ah, okay. Okay. So for this reason Auburn began lobbying to make the Iron Bowl a home and home series. Uh when Pat Dye was uh, the head coach at Auburn in 19 and the athletic director in 1981, he met with longtime mentor and Alabama head coach and athletic director Bear Bryant. Mm-hmm. Uh and Dye recalled that at the meeting, quote, the first thing he said to me, very first thing, well I guess we're going to want to take that game to Auburn. Die confirmed the hunch saying we're going to take it to Auburn. And when uh, Bryant noted that the school's contracts with Legion field ran through 1988, die replied, well, we'll play in 1989 then. Oh, there we go. Although Auburn uh, would have been well within its rights to move home games to Jordan Hare before then die knew that Bryant was adamantly opposed to playing any iron bowl games in Auburn. And he also knew Bryant's standing in the state would be. Yeah. Know, yeah. It's fair, useless Brian. to try it. And, yeah. Yeah. And try and make uh, go against him and and honestly even try to attempt to move the Iron Bowl uh, to a home and home series as long as Brian was alive. So mm-hmm. they kind of just had to had to sit there and wait. So wait that one out. Yeah. <laughs> in the late eight uh, in the late 80s, the schools agreed that Auburn could play their home games for the Iron Bowl at Jordan Hare starting in 1989, with the exception of 1991. And Alabama would continue to play its home games at Legion Field. So on December 2nd, 1989, Alabama came to the Plains for the first time ever 
as a sellout crowd witnessed Auburn's win, uh, first true like home win, and a 30 to 20 uh, victory over an Alabama team that was undefeated and ranked number two in the nation. Always, and I, I thought this was pretty crazy. Alabama. Alabama continued to home uh, to hold its home games for this rivalry at Legion Field uh, all the way until 2000. Oh wow! That is, when that's they expanded, very right? Recent. Yes. They expanded, so in 1998, Brian Denny at that time. So okay. Yeah. So they expanded Brian Denny to 83,000 in 1988, or excuse me, 1998, and uh, then moved their home games in this series to Brian Denny in 2000. Mm. And Auburn came to Tuscaloosa for the first time since 1901 and won a defensive struggle nine to nothing. And uh, just a little bit more little fun facts here. The new attendance record for the Iron Bowl was set in 2006 as the latest expansion to Bryant-Denny increased its capacity to 92,000. Uh, so that set the record for the Iron Bowl. And then the record was reset again in 2010 uh, when the Alabama's Bryant-Denny expanded to 101. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And witnessed a twenty-eight to twenty-seven Auburn victory. Mm-hmm. So, quick all right. Expanding. So, why don't you scroll down? Every time they expand, it's yeah, just... <laughs> it's fair. Oh, bad news. All right, tell us. Tell us about this trophy. It looks like a golf trophy. Um, except yes, it does. For the football on it, but it's a it's a wooden base. I was kind of right. A uh, wooden base with yeah. like uh, yeah, silver plaques on the side. It is like a typical like bowl, you know, like when you think of like a bowl chalice type thing, uh, but silver, it, it's very ornate. Um, and then the uh, there's like a lid on the bowl, you know, like instead of it just being like an open cup, uh, there's a lid on it that like comes to a point. And on top of the point, there is a football. And on top of the football is a kicker uh with his hands in the air like he uh just punted the football uh and his leg up as if he over his head as if he punted it uh yeah looks uh yep not what i expected for the iron bowl it's pretty uh just not what i expected for the iron bowl to be honest it's i expect something a little grittier you know uh but it's uh it's a nice oh it's big Oh, it's big. When you see it next to someone, it's very ornate. It looks like um, it's adorned like a uh, like a fancy maybe because like a gravy terrain. You know how it's it's got fancy adornments on it, like your grandma's uh, gravy terrain or something. Uh, it's pretty sizable. Though. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a hefty boy. It's girthy. It's got some girth to her. Sure does. So yeah. this game, like I had mentioned, had been played for the majority of its of its rivalry in uh, Birmingham at Legion Field. And that's actually where the Iron Bowl name comes from, because Birmingham's uh, had a historic role in the steel industry mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was actually Auburn coach Ralph Shug Jordan, uh, who's credited with actually coining the Iron Bowl name. Uh, So he was asked by reporters in 1964 how he would deal with the disappointment of his team um, not going to a bowl game. And he responded, quote, we've got our own bowl game. We have it every year. It's the Iron Bowl in Birmingham. Mm. All right. That's how it came about. There you go. So that's that's how it came about. So the trophy itself 
Um, it is named the James E. Voy V. ODK Sportsmanship Trophy. What? Also commonly known as the FOI-ODK uh, Sportsmanship Trophy. So the namesakes are Dean James uh, E. Voy, Foy, <coughs> excuse me, Foy, uh, who served at, at both Auburn and Alabama. And the other part is ODK, which is Omicron Delta Kappa, Kappa uh, the National Leadership Society, which has uh, circles in both universities. James E. So, Boy, comma V yes. hyphen ODK trophy. Correct. Sportsmanship this trophy. Sportsmanship trophy. <laughs> this uh this this stinks. <laughs> that name stinks. Yeah. So wow. in the years that Auburn Victories, the trophy is displayed at the Auburn Arena uh in the Jonathan B. Loveless Hall of uh, Honor. And following Alabama victories, the trophy resides in the Paul W. Bryant Museum. So the trophy was established in 1948 by the two circles of Omicron Delta Kappa to signify a good relationship between the two schools, despite the bitter rivalry. In 1978, upon his retirement from Auburn University, the trophy was dedicated to James D. Foy because of his importance to both schools. Foy graduated from the University of Alabama and served there as assistant dean of students before serving as dean of students at Auburn. And Foy also served as the faculty secretary and the key uh, faculty officer for ODK, for Omicron Delta Kappa, for both circles. So it makes sense. It's just a a mouthful, you know. Yeah. Good intentions, I suppose. But yeah, it's kind of... Hard to say. So the reason why most people have never heard of this trophy um, or have seen this trophy is because each year the trophy is presented to the winning school by the losing school at the winner's home basketball game in the Iron Bowl of basketball. That explains why. Okay. That explains why all these pictures are in the gym. All right. Yes. So the ODK president from the losing school presents the trophy to the ODK president of the winning school during halftime of the basketball game. And tradition dictates that the presenter also sing the fight song of the winning school. Oh, okay. I cannot imagine Saban singing the uh, Auburn (laughs) fight song. That, that sounds, that's pretty sad. So. It's the ODK president, so it's the it's oh, the okay, uh, okay. it's the fraternity president. I was gonna yes. say that would zero be, chance you're getting yeah, Nick Saban to sing anything. Nick Saban to sing that song, no way. Uh, and the circle from the losing school also treats the uh, circle from the winning school to dinner. So nice, it's actually, nice. kind I of like a that. yeah, nice little. I like uh, that. You know, tradition at the end of a, of a very heated rivalry. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, so let's uh, go through some notable games here. So in 1964, in the first Iron Bowl broadcast on national television, quarterback Joe Namath led Alabama to a 21-14 victory over Auburn. In 1967, this was the first night game in the series. Thunderstorms soaked Legion Field, making the field extremely muddy. The game was frequently stopped to clear raincoats and other wet Uh, weather gear from the field late in the game Alabama quarterback Ken Stabler ran 47 yards for a touchdown to give Alabama a seven to three victory and the run became known in crimson tide lure as the run in the mud love it love it that boy Ken (laughs) 
So in 1972, down 16 to three late in the game, Auburn blocked two punts and returned both of them for touchdowns. Always fucking special teams. Always motherfucking special teams. And then probable 17 to 16 win and coining of a new phrase among Auburn fans, punt, Bama, punt. And uh, in in eight or in August of 2010, ESPN uh, ranked this game as the eighth most painful outcome in college football history. Seems about right. I can think of another <laughs> one that's more painful, also involving special teams. Same rivalry. <laughs> um, in 1981, Coach Bear Bryant earned his 315th career win after Alabama beat Auburn 28 to 17. With the victory, Bryant passed Amos Alonzo Stagg to become the all-time winningest FBS coach at the time. This was the final game in Alabama's nine-game winning streak over Auburn, the longest streak in Iron Bowl history. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. Uh, in 1984, trailing 17 to 15 late in the game, Auburn had a fourth and goal from the one yard line. Opting to go for it, Auburn called a pitch to running back Brent Fullwood. Running back Bo Jackson, who was supposed to block for uh, Fullwood, ran the wrong direction, allowing <laughs> Alabama defense to easily tackle Fullman out of bounds at the goal line to seal Suck the victory. Suck it, Bo! <laughs> Yeah. And uh, the next year, 1985, Alabama beat Auburn 25 to 23 on a 52 yard field goal by Van Tiffin as time expired. Oh, wow. A close game was elevated. Yeah, in your favor. Uh, So this game was elevated by the epic fourth quarter with the teams trading haymakers and leading uh, the lead changing hands four times in the fourth. So it's just a very big back and forth. Uh, so Alabama drove down to their own 20 yard line or from their own 20 yard line in the final minute, including a fourth down flanker reverse to keep the drive alive. And as recently as uh, 2015, your favorite guy, long no, time sports uh, reporter, whole fine bomb we'll remarked to... it as still the greatest football game he's ever we'll, seen. We don't have to, we don't have to say anything more about that game. <laughs> Everyone knows what happened. It's the night Paul Walker died. Oh, what? Wait, in 1985? Oh, wait. Sorry. I thought you meant, I thought you said 2015. No, oh, you're no, talking 1980. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. So in 20, in 2015, that's when Fon, Feinbaum said oh, that that okay. game in 85 was still the greatest game he's ever okay. seen. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, <laughs> you're talking sorry about there. That. Didn't mean to, uh, to, to to get there um uh, 2013 i or 2012 what was the, it doesn't matter i don't even want to talk about it but yeah so <laughs> want to talk about it. so in 1997 uh the game was called the fumble uh so a- alabama fullback ed schism fumbled on a screen pass that was meant to give the underdog crimson tide a game ceiling first down the auburn kicker jared holmes converted a go-ahead 39 yard field goal Alabama's last chance attempt, uh, which was from 57 yards, fell short, and Auburn won 18 to 17. And the Auburn and radio announcer Jim Fife is remembered by his dramatic call of the game-winning field goal when he said, "Quote: Long enough, high enough. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good." End quote. Mm-hmm. 
Um, in 2000, this was the first Iron Bowl played at Bryant-Denny Stadium and the first to play be played in Tuscaloosa since 1901. Auburn kicked three field goals to beat uh, Alabama 9 to nothing. Um, this would be Mike DeBose's final game as head coach of Alabama. And this is also the date, uh, to date the last time Alabama has been shut out of any game. Huh. Mm. Yeah, that makes mm. sense. What, 22 yeah. years? Uh, okay, here, let's see. In 2005, number 11 Auburn defeated number 8 Alabama 28-18 to at Jordan-Hare, recording 11 sacks on quarterback Brody Croyle in, uh, in what became known as the sack game amongst Auburn fans. Uh, so let's see here with Auburn in 2009 with Auburn leading 21 uh, to 20 at home in the fourth quarter, Crimson Tide engineered a 15 play 79 yard drive that would last over seven minutes of the game. During that drive, Alabama quarterback, Greg McElroy, I'll throw back there, mm-hmm. completed six consecutive passes four to wide receiver Julio Jones covering 59 yards. And at the Auburn four-yard line with one minute and 24 seconds left in the game, McElroy found fullback Roy Upchurch open in the right flat for the game-winning touchdown. Uh, And Alabama, who was led by Heisman Trophy winner Mark Ingram, would go on to win 26-21 to and go on to win the SEC National Championship. And he also, uh, I played football against him in high school. I don't think I knew that. Little fun fact for you. I yes, think I knew that. Uh, Mark Ingram went to a uh, private school in Flint, and we played uh, a preseason game with them because they had their own like Catholic mm-hmm. league yeah, uh, that yeah. they played in. Uh, and uh, yeah, I lined up against him. Uh, he played corner as well as running back. Um, and to be honest, even back then, his legs were tree trunks as a uh, 17 year old. So <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, he, uh, he was not tall, he's shorter than me, but yeah, he yeah. was thick. Yeah, <laughs> he was yeah. thick back then. Uh, so in 2010, number two Auburn defeated number 11 Alabama 28 to 27 in Tuscaloosa after erasing a 24 to nothing deficit and the largest comeback win in the series history. And that was led by Auburn's Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Cam Newton. And the quote, Cam back. <laughs> end quote well terrible corny is that um preserved auburn's undefeated season which eventually resulted in auburn's second national championship Uh, and this is arguably the most contentious meeting in the rivalry's history with auburn fans decorating bear bryant's statue with cam newton's jersey and an alabama fan poisoning the famous oak trees at tumor's corner yep And this brings us to no, don't twenty thirteen. Don't people have heard? People know the story. Just people know the story. The, the people, it. the Skip people, need they to know, know the story. EJ, they know the story. Uh, well, just in case they forgot, oh, yeah, I'm... the number four Auburn defeated oh, the number one Alabama thirty four to twenty eight with with one second remaining uh the game tied at 28 28 so alabama's freshman kicker adam griffith attempted a 57 yard potential game winning field goal the kick fell short and auburn cornerback chris davis caught the ball at the back of the end zone and returned it for 109 yards with a game-winning touchdown as time expired which was known as They've seen the, the story. Six. They know it. The 2013 Iron Bowl won the SB Award for best game of Come the on. year in any sport 
And the final play by Davis was the SD award like for the best the play, play, of the year. play of the game. Come on. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> People, they play it every freaking week on ESPN, I swear. Oh. All right. Well, in 2014, the number one Alabama team defeated number 15 Auburn 55 to 44 in the highest scoring Iron Bowl ever. So there you go. You don't have to worry about it. Then in 2018, the number one Alabama defeated unranked Auburn 52 to 21, led by sophomore quarterback Tua Tungavailoa, who passed for five touchdowns and ran for one more. And it was the first time that Alabama would that an Alabama player would account for six touchdowns in a single game. So ugly good for Tua. Ugly win. In 2019, uh, number 15 Auburn defeated number five Alabama 48 to 45 in a classic back and forth match. After losing starting quarterback Tua to an injury a few weeks earlier, sophomore Mac Jones uh, would be asked to step in. Uh, Auburn intercepted Jones twice, returning both for touchdowns. And then Alabama missed the game tying field goal late in the fourth quarter. Of course. Forced Auburn, uh, forced an Auburn fourth down (laughs) in the next possession with a minute four remaining on the game and Auburn lined up in the formation with the punter out wide, which confused the defense and led to Alabama a penalty with too many players on the field and the five yard penalty would give Alabama or would give Auburn the first down and they could run out the clock. That was such a frustrating game. And uh, yeah. with the loss, Alabama was knocked out of the playoff contention for the first time since the creation of the four-team format mm-hmm. in 2014. And this loss also marked Al- the first time Alabama had two or more regular season losses since 2010. Beat the brakes off of, I think, Michigan? Yeah, yeah I can't remember the bowl game we had, but I think it was Michigan. No, you, you beat Michigan State in like 20... 20- that was in the playoff. I'm saying I think the bowl oh, game we went right. to was yeah. against Michigan. We just oh yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Because people actually thought that Michigan could win. Yeah, idiots. And and in 2021, the number three Alabama uh, defeated unranked Auburn 24 to 22 in a four overtime game. Uh, Auburn starting quarterback Bo Nix did not play due to an ankle injury. And after allowing seven sacks and committing 11 penalties, Alabama trailed 10 to three with a minute 43 remaining. And the tide left led by uh, quarterback Bryce Young drove 97 yards for a game tying touchdown awesome. to force the first overtime awesome. game in Iron Bowl history. That was crazy. Uh, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe yeah. that. And uh, although the game had been played 86 times dating back to 1893, overtime in college football was not instituted as a reminder. Uh, until 1995. So when you hear first overtime game, um, it, that that really dates back to, to 1995. Um, okay, so that's going to do it for us. So why don't we get to our rankings here? All right. Uh, so we rank on a scale of one to five um, for looks of the trophy, uh, history of the trophy, the history of the rivalry, and the overall competitiveness of the rivalry. And then overall, whether we put in a bottom, middle, or top tier. So what do you think, Mike? Uh, looks like a 3.5. I like your scale, EJ, where you say like, how's it move like a three and then how's it move? So I'm going to say 3.5 because like, it is a little different than things that we've seen. I just don't, it's big. I just don't like it that much. It's not, it's too, it's too proper for me. I need something a little grittier. 
Uh, history of the trophy, uh, like a three, you know, like the trophy itself. Like it's cool that they came up with it, but like the tr- what really takes away points for me is that it's presented during the basketball game. Like I like the stuff that they do with it, but like presenting it during the basketball game just feels weird. I guess it's the best time to present it, but still. Uh, the rivalry itself is a five. I mean, these teams are always top tier. You know, it's like you said, always nationally broadcasted. Uh, obviously, they hate each other. Uh, and then that goes to competitiveness too, which is a five as well for me. So um, overall, I mean, it's not the best trophy that we've seen, but still with the robbery, the competitiveness was always on the line. It's a top tier for me. Okay. Um, so looks 3.5. Uh, yep. You're right. So you start off at uh, it, it looks like a traditional football trophy, but it's a little bit better, a little different, um, but still a little boring for me. And like you mm-hmm. said, it's pretty proper. It does look mm-hmm. more like a golf trophy, like something you'd I like get some, on. I need some grit. Right. Sundays at the, you know, Augusta, not really mm-hmm. something for what's called the Iron Bowl. Uh, so the history of it, I did a 3.5. So I, I like how old it is. Um, I like the idea of um, having the trophy. I like the the camaraderie and the ability to kind of come together uh, after the games to do this. Uh, but I don't like that. It is done um, at the basketball game either. So got to dock it for that. Uh, Rivalry is a five, um, obviously uh, competitiveness. I put 4.5. Uh, it's, it's really competitive. I think yeah. it's within 11 games Ooh. and even during uh, Auburn's or Alabama's dominant stretch since Saban's been there, uh, you know, unfortunately for you, Auburn is able to um, win some of these games, even when they don't have their best teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So then overall, yeah, it's got to be a top tier for me. And it's more so the top tier is definitely around the um, the, the rivalry itself and the notoriety of the rivalry and um, and the fact that the trophy is older. So I'll, I'll give it a yeah. little bit of grace there for it being um, old. So, so, okay. So, so oh, go ahead. Just to let you know, uh, quick, quick, uh, quick aside. So the McCullough trophy, we need to figure out what our composite score is for that. We don't have one, but it's in the top tier. But right now, uh, the world's largest cocktail party is number one with a 4.25 composite score. The iron bowl comes in number two tied with the egg bowl for second place at 4.13. Yeah, that's about right. And then with the McCullough yeah. Trophy also being up there, those those uh, I would agree those are the top four uh, rivalries and trophies that I feel like we we went with. Yeah, those are the the four to only four top tier ones that we have this season. Um, okay, so we have quite a bit of games to preview here uh, before the end of this episode because a lot of these games are being played um, at the end of the year. So first off, preview of the Egg Bowl. So this is uh, Mississippi State seven and four traveling to number twenty Ole Miss, who is eight and three. Uh, excuse me. This game will be played on Thanksgiving at seven p.m. Eastern. Love on that. Love so that. instead of watching the Patriots and the Vikings, yeah. turn on the Egg Bowl. No, uh, Kirk so what are your <laughs> what are your predictions here? Uh, just to give you an idea, the spread is uh, minus two and a half. I love minutes. that you add in the spread. Thank you, buddy. Uh, I That's... am going to take Ole Miss and I'm going to take the points, too. I think that, um, you know, that Mississippi State reporter that reported that uh, Kiffin to Mississippi State is a done deal. I think that that was a mistake. 
I think old Lane is, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Lane's going to take it out on him. Uh, so yeah, I, I think Ole Miss covers by a field goal. That sounds right. Uh, I agree with you. I also just don't think that Mississippi State travels well. Um, if yeah. this game was in Starkville, it'd be different. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's close, close game. But I mm-hmm. think three's three's a good number there. Yep. Um, okay, preview of the Battle Line Trophy. So that is Arkansas six and five traveling I to much Mizzou. I, love that trophy. I know five and six. Uh, so Why this is game is played. Uh, so this game is played on Friday the twenty fifth on Black Friday at three thirty yeah. Eastern time on CBS. So there's a lot of college football games on Black Friday as well. So it's just going to be a fantastic weekend for football. Uh, and this is Mizzou plus three. So yeah. Arkansas is laying three to Mizzou. What are your thoughts? I, I just the, it feels wrong having the Battle Line Trophy itself in the bottom tier because it's such a good freaking trophy uh i think i think arkansas can take them by a field goal i i I think that's i think they'll yeah that that sounds good to me i'm taking taking the hogs woo pig yeah and i think with kj jefferson back um and healthy Mm -hmm. i I think that that's that does it i missouri's played better and they believe in their coach gave them an extension um obviously they've they've played some teams really tough and have a pretty good defense but i think with kj jefferson that's the uh that's the the difference maker there but i, I also don't think this will be um like a blowout i think this will be close as well mm-hmm. okay the mccullough trophy so this is florida six and five are traveling to the number 16 florida state number 16 when did that happen yeah i know eight and three uh so this game is also friday uh black friday at 7 30 p.m on abc and the the line is minus nine and a half florida state that's a lot of points i I don't know how i feel about the line but i do think uh think the Knowles are going to take this one they've been hot recently man they've been putting together some good wins so i, I think the Knowles are going to take it i think uh florida is heading in the wrong direction uh i think we're locked locked up here i i think this is uh for a rivalry game even though florida state's played well uh billy napier is a great coach and he's in his first year there but i think they'll get up for this and i think the crowd will be really really uh mm-hmm. raucous and uh in uh Oh my gosh, where do they play? Not Gainesville. What's the other one? T Tallahassee. Uh, Tallahassee. Um, so I agree with you. Florida State wins, but I don't think they cover. I think mm. it's um less than nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Preview of the clean old fashioned hate. So unranked Georgia Tech, who are five and six, are traveling to face the number one Georgia Dogs. Uh, this game is going to be on uh, noon on ESPN on Saturday, the 26th. And the spread is 36 and a half for Georgia. Jack, it's upset. No, not even close. I, I, <laughs> I think that's, upset. I think that's, I think that's quite a spread. I, I think I'm inclined yeah. to take, take the jackets. Cause that's a ton of points and they're really not playing terrible, but uh, yeah. So I think, uh, I think Georgia wins handily. I think, uh, jackets cover though will kirby smart call a pass because he was <laughs> sure reluctant to do that against kentucky um, he sure was yeah i i say georgia wins i don't think they cover i think this is a perfect spot for them to get up big and kind of throttle down and get ready for the sec championship game um mm-hmm. but georgia tech's obviously uh playing okay uh, upset north carolina this last week so um yeah i, I i'm not sure that they'll cover the the 36 there mm-hmm. uh the governor's cup number 25 louisville 
uh, who are seven and four, are traveling to the six and five Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, this game is going to be on uh, the SEC Network at three p.m. Eastern on Saturday, and the line is minus two and a half for the Cats. What are Cats by ninety? I, I, by ninety. I think- well, not by ninety, but that—that's the expression. Cats by ninety, but I think the—I uh, think the cats win. I, Louisville plays like dog shit on the road, so yeah. Sorry, Jimmy. I know we need. I know say we need. We need Jimmy's opinion here. Um, I, he would say honestly, the same thing. He wants to. He wants to reverse curse him, so he would say cats too. I have watched too much of Kentucky because of Will Levis, and every time I believe in them, <laughs> they shit all over me. So I'm going with. I'm going with the upset here. Louisville. Okay. They're not even just going to cover. They're going to win. Close game, Ooh. but they're going to win. Wrong team cover or wrong team favored. Yep. Uh, so the preview of the Palmetto Bowl here. So South Carolina, seven and four, traveling to the number eight Clemson Tigers, who are 10 and one. Uh, this game's going to be on at noon uh, on ABC. And the line is minus 14 and a half for the Tigers. So what do you think here? I have no idea. After that game this past week, I have no idea what to think about the Gamecocks. I hope they win. I I sure hope they do. I I don't know. Spencer Rattler has my head in a blender. So, and I mean, Clemson has looked very mortal throughout this season. So I really don't know how I'm going to take this one yet. 14 and a half seems like a lot given the way South Carolina played last week. So, but then again, Spencer Rattler, like what, like what happened? <laughs> I don't, that was, that was weird. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I have no uh, official pick. My brain's so in a blunder. Dabo cost me a bet um, and cost me a, a, a sweatshirt bet with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Clemson has just looked fine. And so I think they'll win. I think they'll win by 14, so I don't think they'll cover. I think it'll be uh, just under that mark. Would you Would you just want Bondi a Montana Grizzlies hat instead of a Syracuse hat or a Syracuse sweatshirt? Michael, that's a great idea. That's fine. Yes, I will buy you that hat. I, I would. That would be awesome. I, I, I really like fair that is hat. fair. So, yeah. And then I don't have to have my wife yell at me for buy, me buying another hat. So Great. I get, get your and, wife yelling and, at me. And, and, well, no, it's fine. And it will also be a, a good, like, I want that hat so that every time I look at it, I can say, me and EJ are going to the Brawl of the Wild one day. Yes. Yeah. So that's what it'll be. Done. Done and done. Beautiful. And then and then finally, the Iron Bowl here. So unranked Auburn, who are five and six, traveling to face the number seven Alabama Crimson Tide, two or nine and two. This game is going to be on at three p three thirty uh, on CBS on Saturday. And the line is minus 22 and a half for Bama. Uh, don't like that. Don't <laughs> like that one bit. Um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, there is always so much fuckery in this rivalry. Uh, I definitely, definitely don't think that the tide covers that line. Um, you Bill O'Brien stinks. I, I mean, I, I, I think they'll win. I hope they win the game. I think they will win the game. I think that Bryce young, has shown time and time again to everyone except Chad ball, that he (laughs) is a dog and he will do whatever it takes to pull magic out to win. So I think it's, you know, I think it's going to be close. Um, But I think, I think the tide get done. Um, Yeah. I definitely think Alabama wins. I, I haven't watched enough Auburn. I know they're kind of a shit show. 
Uh, 22 is a lot, and Bama hasn't looked great at times. Uh, I have a feeling this is a chance for them to, I mean, it's unlikely, I guess, but potentially work their way into maybe trying to make the committee make a hard decision um, if they finish with two losses. Uh, so I don't know. I I think I'm going to be the contrarian. I think they'll cover. I think they'll win big, although I know this rivalry is disaster um but please don't pick alabama to cover as one of your official picks if you kill oh, bryce young that... <laughs> no. no i need <laughs> I you need bryce young yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no you, no that, this will not healthy. be one of my picks uh, because be, uh, my head is saying bama but my research on the rivalry and knowing how unranked teams can beat Ranked teams and rivalries mm-hmm. makes me think it'll be close, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 22 and a half is a lot, it's a lot it of is points. Awesome. All right, so that's gonna do it for us. So follow us on Instagram at whiskers.whiskies and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you love the podcast, please give us a five star rating uh, on Spotify or Apple, give us a review or comment, it really does mm-hmm. make a difference. Um, we'd appreciate uh, any comments you have to to make this podcast better. And also, don't forget to check out our Saturday morning bets and see who is going to win our pick. Yeah, challenge. buddy. This this week is going to be crucial in deciding that. Um, so just want to say thank you guys for listening this season. Yes, uh, we had a lot of fun this season. Yes, and we did. We are going to have some bonus episodes coming up. And we have a major announcement coming in early next year. So stay tuned for stay that. tuned. Stay tuned. And uh yeah, thanks guys. It was a it was a good second season. This was a fun one. It was a fun one to end it on. Kind of slap happy from the beginning. And uh, you know, EJ, you're uh your your knock on death's doorstep. So thanks for hanging out on this one and thanks for all the hard work you put in every week. And thank you everyone for uh for listening to us. And uh I'm very excited uh for our bonus episodes coming up. And uh yeah, I'm just excited excited to uh for another season, uh another season of college football in the in the books. I miss it already. It's not even done yet. Know, so it's it's already already gone. It's yeah. insane. It was a it was a fun season. It was a beautiful season thus far. So beautiful season. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to see how this uh I feel like it's gonna be pretty chaotic at the end. So it should be oh yeah. Be yeah it's to gonna be a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. So for Mike, I'm EJ always remember too much of anything is bad, but too much good whiskey is barely enough. Cheers, boys. <laughs>